0: What's happening, folks? Welcome back to another episode of The Christian Hansen Show. I'm Christian Hansen, and this is my podcast. Welcome to it. We've made it. The Big 5-0, episode 50 is upon us. Today's guest for that episode, number 50, is the ever-so-amazing Alan R. Rodriguez, an actor, stage-and-screen actor, born in Queens, New York, raised in the Bronx, took an interest in acting at the early age of eight years old, and then at 15 years old, he attended... Julia Richmond High School in New York City, where he enrolled in the school's talent unlimited program for theater. Upon graduating, he was offered a scholarship for theater to Binghamton University. Ultimately passing on that offer, he opted to become a New York City transit police officer instead. After several years with the New York City Police Department, the never-dying urge to pursue his lifelong passion of acting won him over. Again. And he resumed his stage and screen training at HB Studios in New York City. After only nine months of immersing himself in everything acting, he landed a guest star role on Law & Order SVU and has continued to land roles on some of the hottest television series, such as Blue Bloods, Orange is the New Black, and The Following, to name a few. He does not plan on slowing down anytime soon. I can uh, attest to that. Uh, Last part of the statement of slowing down anytime soon, that is The truth. The man is driven. He's dedicated. His uh, his motivation in life is uh, certainly derived from his upbringing. Right? Imagine being in a foster home, being adopted, taken in by two amazing parents. You hear the stories all the time. Where yes, you do. You know, you get adopted. Great story. Great family. it's, It's amazing, right? Imagine being adopted, but your brother in the foster home with you comes with that. Is a rare rare thing to happen to have your baby brother your biological brother your blood be adopted with you it's almost unheard of the more you think about it i mean that's crazy and you know what worked out amazingly well uh went to a great family great mom great dad both hard workers and that certainly um you know trickled down through through them through the kids um Alan's amazing, absolutely amazing, and it was uh, it was a fun chat. It really was. It was very, um very deep. I'd say it was very open. It was not, um you know, career based questions. It wasn't about so what do you think when you did this role or what do you think it was. You know, it was engaging, man. It was another engaging interview, and I'm on a I'm on a good stretch of this. Yeah, you know, I'm feeling it. I'm getting back in the grind, the interview grind. I took a little break, but I'm back, and uh, this was amazing, man. Absolutely amazing. Um, Like I said, uh, he's not stopping anytime soon. And recently he was just on uh, Bull, TV show Bull. He uh, was on there for an episode at the start of this year as well. So be sure to check him out, Alan R. Rodriguez. Links to his uh, IMDb in the bio, Uh, as always, to all the guests. And like I said last episode, be sure to check out the website. That's the best place to go, thechristianhansonshow.com to find out information on all the guests and more about the show it's easy. Do it. Support the show. Support the guests. And I have to mention, I'd be uh, I'd be mistakenly wrong to oversee this. Uh, Wild Aces MC uh, Alan R. Rodriguez wanted to make a quick shout out to that team, the, the community that he's built with Wild Aces um, MC. It's basically a community-based initiative that kind of helps people who can't help themselves, um, you know, in, in certain communities and. Uh, you know, impoverished areas, uh, people who may not have the resources or financial um, you know gains necessary to to live comfortably or to even live. um Alan's, Alan works with them and has been for you know a handful of years now, I believe. Uh, I believe he said a handful of years. Um, he's is is all about giving back to the community, giving back to those who have provided everything for him. Uh, he wanted me to make note of that. we talked a little bit about that at the end of the interview as well, but wild aces mc your boy alan r rodriguez showing you some love on the christian hansen show well i'm not gonna wait any longer let's get right to it this is me doing the thing with actor alan r rodriguez enjoy it's 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 unfiltered there you go there you go. Yeah. I don't.
1: I explained my ankle coming up the stairs and I just wanted to curse.
0: No, you didn't. Really? Today. You did it today.
1: Today. Coming up here.
0: <laughs> wow. That's great. No,
1: thank you for having me, man. It's an honor, bro. I yeah. Really...
0: You bet. So where are you right now? Are you up in uh, East Coast? West Coast?
1: I'm on the East Coast.
0: East Coast. New York?
1: Yeah, New York. New York.
0: How long have you been there?
1: Oh, my God. Wow. Uh. How long have I been here? I want to West say, yeah, yeah, probably a little more than eleven years.
0: A little more than eleven years. Where where you Where are you originally from?
1: I originally I originally well I was born in Queens, New York. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, I was adopted and fell into the foster mm-hmm. system. I bounced around, mm-hmm. you know, Long Island and here and there or whatever, wow. uh, and ultimately ended up being adopted in the Bronx. Oh wow! Yeah, that's
0: crazy. Did uh, man, uh, when did you, I mean, obviously when you're young, you don't under fully understand you're born into that. And that's really all you, you kind of only know that when did you really pick up and understand, you know, kind of the situation that that you were dealing with at a young age?
1: Okay. So, um, my, I wasn't adopted alone. I, Mm -hmm. you know, my younger brother and myself were both adopted, okay. which back in the, uh, seventies to Mm eighties, now you're lucky. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're lucky to get adopted uh, as siblings and stay in the same family.
0: Yeah, no kidding.
1: Yeah, so, um, yeah, it was, it was uh, you learn at a very young age, mm-hmm. to sort of, the survival instincts human have, humans have to, right. you, know, you know, preserve themselves emotionally, yeah. mentally, Wow, that's crazy. And so it kicked in for me. And I was like, you know, I can't. I think it was in my teens or maybe early 20s where I realized, you know what? I can be angry and bitter at the past or I could control the, the future. future. Yeah. And I opted to look that way.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's crazy. I think, though, in situations like that, though, I think you become a little bit more um, thankful. Like, you grow up a little bit quicker than. Than many yeah. would at that age, right? Yeah. So it's kind of yeah. like, whoops, oh, I got, I got to do this quick. Yes. So that that teaches you uh, a little bit. You kind of miss out, though. Do you think you miss out on those formative years experiences that that maybe do, you would have had other, otherwise, or
1: you you do? I mean, it all depends on your attitude, if right? You, you as an individual, but ultimately, I think um, your your survival instinct kicks in. Um, and so, yeah, you don't experience the things that normal families, like I have no baby pictures of myself, oh, you know? Yeah, that's tough. You know, there's certain, there's a, there's a piece of your past mm. that is, you know, removed. Yeah. Um, and my thing was not to use it as an excuse mm. to, you know, throw my life away. But yeah. rather use it as
0: a Motivation.
1: As a motivation. Sure. Yeah. And if I can, if I can, you know, mentor other people and help other kids get mm-hmm. through those because it's not you know it's, you know i don't live in a vacuum where i'm the only one that went through it. right it, you know a whole slew of kids and people that sure so if i have a platform to sort of help them right know, guide them or even just a few words if it helps you sometimes it goes a long way yeah man it, it, it worked for me yeah you know? i remember growing up and uh hearing a news reporter Apparently, you know, it's something I don't know how I learned about it, but he was adopted.
0: Oh, wow. By
1: a news reporter. And, you know, that resonated with me. Right. Like, you know, okay, this guy, this guy did something great. He, you know, he's, he's, he's doing something, you know. And so I felt like there's no excuse, man. You could sit here right. and, and be pissed off at the world. And, you know, just, it's, you know, if your focus is on improving your life, then that's where you have to put those right. energies. In. You
0: know? Yeah, that's good. So, yeah. how was it that growing up w- with your brother, were you guys really close?
1: Oh, I love my little brother. Oh, that's well, good. That helps. but yeah, no. You know, he had no clue what was going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's he's a little kid, so right. I felt you automatically feel like you have to protect them. Sure. You know, you guys are in this together. Yeah, absolutely.
0: That's crazy. So, what did uh? So, what did he end up getting into? I know obviously we're we'll getting into acting stuff like that, but at what age did you kind of f- identify exactly what it is that you wanted to do or had interest in? Um,
1: I, I was a, well, it was post adoption. Mm-hmm. Um, I was walking with my mother in the street, and I saw a book on the floor with no. You know, no cover on right, the outside. Right. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know if it was hard cover, or whatever. Um, picked it up because my parents are very strict, mm-hmm. thankfully. I got to say thank God. Um, uh, and took it home. And since, you know, I spent a lot of time in the house because they didn't let us hang out in the streets. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, the book resonated with me. I connected with it. And, and you know, it, it just, it, I don't know. I, I can't explain what happened there, but I, I knew what this guy was talking about yeah um and so it's just like you know what mom this is what i want to do mm-hmm. i don't want to become a television actor i want to become an actor period Yeah, right. I just this is what i want to do i just and so i went through high school for it i was offered a scholarship to Binghamton to mm-hmm. university theater didn't accept that I became a new york city police officer um that was good and bad but uh and then um just you know
2: just kind of went out from still,
1: there. Yeah. I was just crazy. I, I don't know. I have I have this sort of ability to have tunnel vision mm-hmm. and go after what it is that I'm right. seeking. Yeah. You know? So I hustle.
0: There you go. <laughs> you know? That's interesting. What book was it, by the way?
1: i don't remember don't remember i have a cover and it's been years it had to be a pretty darn good but book was, i mean it's it's stanislavski it was stanislavski and it wasn't it wasn't like i intended to read the book and just sure it was just I on was, the ground you know, most you're curious of the time I spent, most of the time i spent punished
0: oh you and were so a bad one. <laughs> yeah that was me every day every day <laughs> But I'm here, like I'm still here, like was, uh, I'm here to talk about. I wasn't
1: great. I wasn't the greatest kid. Well, you, when you, you know, when you go through something like that as a child mm. or as a kid, you, you're, you're angry. You, you know, you, you go through a phase of yeah. trying to figure things out. And if you can't figure it out, well, what do you do? Your reaction is, you know, uh, generally speaking, to be angry. Sure. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, grown up, screwed up. What yeah. the hell, man? I gotta right. figure this shit out myself. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Again, yeah, growing up, growing up quick. I mean, how yeah. do you how does that that changes though? That evolves, right? The way you deal with certain things, does that evolve or does it still if you
1: don't get therapy, it could evolve mm-hmm. negatively. Yeah. Um so you have to acknowledge that it's there, right? That, you know, that's trauma mm-hmm. that you have to bring to the forefront and sure. and and deal with. It. Um and it took years to to really realize that, understand it and and try to deal with it. Mm-hmm. you know your, your emotions sometimes don't you know you don't react to things the way most and I say normal in the you know
0: <laughs> I don't even know what that uh, word means to be honest yeah, yeah exactly
1: <laughs> uh but the standard family dynamic is not the same for you right you know and you wonder what the hell happened right. You know? and so right. these young kids grow up like this and I, I know what they're going to go through thank thankfully my parents were very very strong and strict god bless them i love mm. them mom dad
0: uh they still here
1: yeah that's, oh yeah.
0: that's awesome man thankfully, what did yeah, what did they um, do what did they do what did your mom and dad do
1: i my dad worked for the hospitals for okay. about 45 years 50 Holy years yeah. yeah and my mom worked as a school crossing guard for about 25 years
0: oh that sounds so, like a great i mean that that sounds like good people man
1: you can't get better than yeah that, no when you're young you don't realize it
0: you don't realize uh, it
1: you know if if you have the wherewithal to look back and say mm-hmm. you know damn my parents did this yeah you know god bless them right. you know I, I mean i was lucky mm-hmm. i was lucky i was blessed i was lucky and this that's you know that's why i have a belief in a higher being,
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, man, I'm so, interested uh, about the whole turning down Binghamton, becoming a uh, you know getting into public yeah. service, sort of the same line of work as your dad. You say right, he's protecting you know the people, sort of like yeah. that. But New York, I mean, what? That's a diversion from Binghamton to becoming you know police officer. That's a that's a little different. Well, I mean, what sparked that switch? I mean, you were it sounded like you were really set in stone on a on theater right and then to pivot into becoming a police officer what was the driving force there
1: i think um my parents were the driving force you know Mm. they grew up in a time where you know you need security stability Mm -hmm. you know you need uh, you know a a real you know a real job as they say and it's funny how we're you're
0: doing you're Uh, doing that real job now
1: (laughs) it's the truth you're looking for security you know that's what they wanted and so i think i would say a large part of that decision was um and 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 the fact that i was 18 when i took the police exam really Uh, wow yeah i was very young uh it was just um they 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 thought it was the best idea for me but inside i was unhappy i was not happy as a police officer so Mm. um, and it's not because i couldn't do the job it was because you weren't doing what you wanted to do Right. You know and uh yeah and and well, I grew up in the South Bronx, mm-hmm. so we saw a lot, especially if I mean you can google this, I'm you can from look Chicago, it is a
0: pretty rough area, take yeah there mm. you go,
1: so I grew up in a very bad area, you know of the Bronx, and um i I witnessed a lot of stuff, yeah, you know things that were you know coming from being a foster child in Long Island it was culture shock to come to New York at eight and see this. I was like, whoa. Uh, And throughout the years, I saw a lot of crime. I've seen a lot of people shot and, you know, right in front of me as a kid, that's, you know, that's something. So I, you know, I wanted to do good. That was the intent Mm -hmm. to do good. But Mm -hmm. then, you know, in all honesty, it was thank, you know, I felt like it was thank, it was a thankless job. Really? Uh, Yeah. Uh I got a crash course in life, but people don't generally. I mean they call you a pig. <laughs> yeah. You see a lot of this. <laughs>
0: it, even then it was it was it still I mean now it's like every you know it's everything's just crazy now, but even then was it was it obviously I wasn't there, but was it was it pretty much the same? Was it worse? Was it not as bad as it is now?
1: Um I think the crime levels were higher. Sure. And Out of control. Mm. Uh, You didn't have video cameras. You know, you didn't have. You know, cops didn't really care if you did something wrong. They beat your ass right there. You know, yeah, it it was very cut and dry. Yeah, you did this. I think you did this. You're getting your ass kicked, and as a minority, it's even worse. You know, which is crazy. It's crazy. It is. It is uh, because you know they didn't see you as human. Right.
0: And sadly, there's a lot of. There still hasn't been a lot of evolvement from that. Like that, that same idea is still somewhat in place, which is mind-boggling.
1: It it's ingrained, and it has to be weeded out. Right. And You know, sometimes you have to, to, you know, to clean things up, you have to dirty up, you have to mess it up and right, and, and reorganize. Sure. And that's, I think, what we're going through right now. Mm-hmm. It has to happen. What's happening to. in society today has to happen, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Uh, there will be no real change. Hmm. You know? and, I, and I I like it because I have a 19-year-old daughter who...
0: Educational.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know she's, she's she's living in this world and I want the best world for her and for her children. And, yeah. you know, down the line, the color shouldn't... The color of your skin really shouldn't... No. It, it has no bearing. I've met people... I never like,
0: understood that, though, either. It's like... Hey, I, I didn't. I it's like... He, if, he, if you know what you're doing do it like why why is that i and even even with you being on the force right the whole idea of meeting a quota like my my grandfather he used to be when he was a firefighter in chicago and he mm-hmm. was gunning for a lieutenant position at the time um it was right before he was getting out he didn't get it um and a, a hispanic gentleman got it he's was, he was qualified had all the thing but, but the, he got it because they were lacking on you know why not? you
1: know yeah
0: which is it's confusing though right
1: um I think it worked for the time that it needed to work. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, yeah. I forgot what the phrase they use for that. Um I don't know if you if you remember what they, they I have call no clue. I, had, if I got. It, what do they call that when they hired minorities because of a lack of
0: diversity, something, inclusion or yeah, something like I, that. Yeah. yeah.
2: Right? Yeah. I never so, understood
0: that. Like, why is that training? Like, we, we know like, we're people. What? Like, why do we have to be trained on? That? Like, we know, like, we're just people. They're it that seems different. innate, right? Doesn't yeah. it? Yeah.
1: But there's, I guess, a, a a piece of society that doesn't see things that way. Yeah. It's not like you a know
0: zookeeper know? getting prepared for this new species moving in. You're like, oh, I got to <laughs> study this. Like, we're all human. <laughs> like, <we'd, laughs>
1: it's yeah. just, it just makes so It sense. doesn't come from our generation. Right. How old are you, How old are you Christian? I'm sorry. Uh, I just turned 25. You see, see, you have your, you know, this is an awesome time for you guys. I, because well, yeah. In my generation took the brunt of that abuse. Yeah.
0: You know, well, how old are uh, you? I'm sorry? How old are you? I'm 40s? Oof,
1: I'm 49.
0: 49. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So you're 40s. There you go. I was right. I 40, yeah. 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 But I, so you're, <laughs> so you do that. At what, at how, how many years into it did you, did you, did you realize I want out and I'm going to go back to doing acting as far as being a
1: cop goes? Wanna say between four and five years. And five uh, years. Okay. Yeah, because uh I was um I think I was on patrol at 110th Street and Lennox Avenue. Anybody from New York would know where that's mm-hmm. at. Okay, uh three, four o'clock in the morning.
0: Oh, that don't sound good.
1: Yeah. And I was working uh eight to four shift and and in the station, I used to be a transit police. Okay. In the station where there's no one, rats, you and you know, homeless people or whatever. And I was like, I don't want to do this, mom. Yeah. I, I literally called my mother <laughs> because I did it for them right, to make right, them right. proud. You know, th- that was the thing, that go? Uh, She's, you know, my mother's always been supportive of me. Mm. She's always supported everything. God bless her. I love you, mom. Uh, she's always supported everything I've, I've wanted to do, including my acting career, mm-hmm. my police work career, whatever. Um, I told her, I called her and I said, Mom, I don't want to do this anymore. I was done. <laughs> I was done. It's, I couldn't see myself as a youth, you know, doing this for you know 20 years or yeah, whatever. Like right to me, yeah. To me at that time, I was like, ah, uh, I don't want do right. <laughs> to do this. And what do I have to lose? I'm risking my life on the streets. What do I have to lose, you know, going for my dream, becoming an actor? Sure. You know? And so um, thankfully I ran into the right uh mentors. Mm-hmm. People to take me under their wings and and you know uh, reassure me that you know you have some talent. Uh, minus a bit of talent.
0: That's all you need, though. You just even if even if you don't have it, you just need that one look, that one yeah. sure will do it. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: And I had one. Um, his name was Isan Abdul Rahim, or okay or He uh, he took me under his wing in, in high school, and through all four years, he nurtured whatever talent he thought I had, and. He, I remember asking him, do you think I have talent? Do you think I have talent? He would tell me, did I train you? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, At that um, time, did you know what that meant, though? You're like, I don't know.
1: What does that mean? Oh, does that
0: mean I have talent? Mm-hmm. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I didn't even know what talent meant, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea what talent meant. I was like, I don't know what it is, but I'm, I, I, I hear I have it. <laughs> so,
0: that's funny. Okay. That's good. Well, yeah. when does that oppor- first opportunity then arise? After, I mean, after you exit?
1: It, it um, wow, it didn't happen for several years after I did a lot of schooling and working, and, you know, just trying to make money mm. to be able to afford
0: make ends meet, yeah, yeah, and you know,
1: um, uh, it was music video for oh. uh, Fabulous,
0: the Fabulous. rapper, the rapper, yeah, I rapper.
1: Heard of him. yeah, uh, the song was called You Be Killing Them. Mm. and that's the first. Professional, professional job that okay. I did. Uh, I played the lead agent for Detective on I forgot what it was, mm. and you know, I, I spent eighteen hours on the set. I think eighteen hours uh, for a music video. Yeah, uh, but that's not that's not the kicker. The kicker was I got paid a little less than two hundred dollars. It was one hundred and seventy five. But at the but time, that, right? Passion. Um, passion, right? That's passion. You know, you have to love what you're doing, right? Uh, I always asked I always ask people if, if you're doing what you're doing and you can do it for free, would mm-hmm. you continue doing it? Like would you do it for free and continue doing it and be okay with that? Mm. And if you if you can't, then then you don't love what you're doing. You know, it's not you have to be, you know, you have to love what you're doing. Sure. And you can do it for free to know whether or not this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. Yeah. And for me, it was a given. First opportunity I had. So that music video uh, made me push for more. Mm. And then uh, uh, the next thing after that, the next really professional job after that was guest starring on Law & Order SVU. Yeah,
0: that's a, bit, that's a big so that's, big jump. That's,
1: that's, a, that's a big jump, Big right? jump from
0: uh, yeah, Fabulous a, it's a, it's a, to Law & Order. I mean, what? there's nothing. What happens in between there, though? Is it oh, like I videos, just training. demos, auditions,
1: training? Yeah, training, audition. Wow. You know, um I didn't really know much about the business, but I was willing to pound the pavement Absolutely and, You know, look and just look up. if you if you have a passion, if you love something, you're gonna Right. You know, you're gonna do what you have to do mm-hmm. to make it happen. Absolutely. Or not. So That's great.
0: No, that's great. So, you know, the funny thing is I, I talked to another actor, um, Mark Willis. He he kind of he went to Wyoming, his four year, you know, division one football player, he got out of there. You know, he he didn't know what he wanted to do. He became an actor then. And he, um, I talked to him in the summer and he, regardless, I talked to him not too long ago and he told me, he goes, the thing that sucked for him is the opportunity started to come, but every opportunity that came in for him, he's African-American, was, he started getting these roles, Thug One, Murder Two, Murder and he goes at the time i'm like wow i mean that's all i'm good for but he's <laughs> he's like he didn't he didn't understand it's like right. at all those early opportunities
2: mm-hmm.
0: were all all the things that society makes you know african americans out to be right. the stereotypical her, roles her, her, yeah. did that did that was that the case for you coming up too when you first got your 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 guest roles and I stuff have, like that
1: I have to say, no, I, I didn't really experience that. The, probably, I, I was probably typecast as a police officer. Because of
0: the, of the fact of that background.
1: Right. right. Um, whether or not they knew it, I don't really know. You mm. know what I mean? I don't know if they Googled my name and said, you know what? He used to be a cop. Did you know that? Yeah. Or whatever. Um, I remember being on set and letting people know that I'm, I'm an ex-cop. And and they sort of give me that reaction like it was right. the first time they heard about that. So yeah. I can't say that I was stereotyped in that way. I can say that my experience as a police officer um, definitely, out. Sure. Um, but I was never type. I, I, I never perceived it as being typecast. I believe that you're an actor and you do what you have to do until you can get to a place where you, you know, where mm-hmm. you want to be, where you can play roles outside. And you have to do that. You yeah. have to play these outside roles out of your type so that they can see your range. They can see, you know, that you do have the ability to act.
2: Mm. Something other than right, what, you
1: know, what they're portraying. you
0: wow, Oh, that's crazy. So after after Law and Order SVU, when when you get on that, um, I mean, how does how does that how does that lead you to the next roles? I mean, how do you? I mean, how does that all stuff from there? It just seemed like everything started to really take off. These opportunities started to pop up and stuff wow. like that. But Abby, did you have a manager at, at that time? I mean, or is this all self? This,
1: mm-hmm. I think I got my manager, who I've been with for the past—I I, uh, want to say eight, eight years, okay. maybe. Um, I think it happened shortly after Law and Order, hmm. um, where I where I was able to pick up a manager. But it's it's training, you know. I stood in classes, training, and that's where people see your ability, and mm-hmm. and word gets around, and and you're still auditioning, and you're sure. still, you know. I think I had an agent at that point, and so they were pushing me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just stood in for the long haul, you know, pass or fail, you know, succeed or not. Mm-hmm. I I stood for the long haul. I was in, I was all in,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I was all in. I didn't care if I was, you know, in the street sleeping on the sidewalk. I was all in. And you that,
2: were
0: in, you were committed. I was in. You were committed. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Did, uh. It, 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 it is. <laughs> but, no that's so you have to be you. oh you have to you have to i mean <laughs> yeah. the thing is is for me is I, I i do a lot of things that i'm passionate about but i don't get paid for any of it but at the same time I was like i don't want to ask money because then I'm like i never i don't know i the thing is for me is now you're doing it right you're getting paid for it but at the at the beginning it's is you have to see, you, you can't, you got to overlook that because uh-huh. it's, it's getting those opportunities and eventually that stuff comes through and the money comes in. But how long, yeah. how, how long d- is that? <laughs>
1: is that t- there so, is no one straight path. I mean, I've been, it's, it's, in, it's internal fortitude and faith. You have to have a tremendous amount of faith in your ability yeah. and you get that validation through classes and mm-hmm. and and you know your teachers and your coaches and your, your fellow students you know I've I had students my fellow students come up to me and say you know you, you need to keep on working mm-hmm. you know you're good or whatever and it's not for your ego it's to push you
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know I, I, I used it as fuel okay that's good that means I'm on the right track right you know and and so there was nothing else I wanted to do Christian I mean that, that boils down to that <laughs> There was yeah. nothing else I wanted to do. I realized that after I worked, like, 50 jobs. Growing right. Up and, 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 you know, there was nothing else. I, acting always came to my head, mm-hmm. whether it was the conscious, conscious. It always it was back there. I visualized myself on and I, mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: That's awesome, though. Yeah. I mean, eventually it all worked out. I, I think, would you say Orange is the New Black, when, when you got to that, was that your first... Would you? I mean, was that your first more, cons- Would you say consistency role, recurring role? Recurring, yeah. yeah. Recurring. Um, actually, uh, I don't
1: know if it was orange or, yeah. Yeah. I, I want to say orange is new black was probably my first recurring role.
0: Mm, interesting. So, what was what was? I mean, what's working on set like that? Because I've talked to the one actor I talked to, a couple of them. I mean, he goes, "We'd be doing a scene." And he goes, I'd be there eight hours. I mean, what was I go scene eight hours? He goes, yeah, one scene eight hours for you. For you, when you started to get, when you started to do the reoccurring roles, what was, what was the experience like doing that? I mean, it's day amazing. wise, I mean, what, oh, what's, uh, a, what's I'm a day sorry. wise, um,
1: 12, 15 hours? It, it depends.
0: Really? It depends.
1: It depends on your preparation on, on the directors and, mm. and you know, and everybody and what they're visualizing and, you know. It all depends. There's no steady, you know. Okay, so you're going to work two hours today, and because we'll, you know, it's a short team, we'll have it
2: down, mm. blah, blah, blah.
1: it doesn't work that way. There's no, you know. It, it's just if you have to be here 16 hours, then mm. you're going to be here 16 hours. You done, you done one get of those? To yeah.
0: Oh gosh. Yeah. All on the East Coast? Are you in LA doing some of the Chicago? Where are you guys? Where are you doing all this? No, stuff?
1: I've actually managed to be able to stay here.
0: <laughs> oh, <wait. laughs> Everything so,
1: I've done has been primarily really? here. Yeah.
0: Primarily? Uh, what I'll is the one offs? Where'd you go to Ala- uh, LA, Atlanta for a couple?
1: Ooh, no. Everything? Everything I've done is here.
0: Okay, so you're, you're, you're really lucky, yeah? Huh? That's, that's, that's I'm very lucky. That's, that's amazing, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. I figured if I can't do it here, you know, I've had, I've known actors who've gone to, you know, to California, to the West Coast, and try to make it happen, and mm-hmm. they're established names, right? You know, the, at least a lot more established than my name, um, and have actually had to come back to New York mm-hmm. uh, because they just, you know,
0: it just didn't work out. It's happening? Yeah. yeah, that's crazy.
1: And I'm not gonna do, you know, unless I, I have something solid over there confirmed mm-hmm. that you know this is gonna happen, whatever. I'm not gonna. Jump over there. It's it's also a business. Sure, know? and so you have to. I run this like a business. Mm-hmm. My, you know, Alan R. Rodriguez is a business. Is it's a piece a of product.
0: Yeah, it's a product.
1: It's a it's a brand. Right. You know, like Toys are Us and their you know dolls or whatever. Mm-hmm are out of business, but that's yeah. probably a- <laughs> yeah. That's not a
0: good way to that's not a good way to pitch that to people. You know, like that's Toys R Us, but they're out of business. I
2: could do the role Hopefully though. Promise, give it to me, give it to me.
0: I can do it though. I promise, you. that's great. Uh, what what's the story behind the R? I mean, because for for me, I use my middle name now. It's my dad's first name. For years, I just always went by Christian, but you know, I'm like, oh, you know, like after a while, I'm like, I want to own that. Like that's I'm pretty. It's pretty special to have that as a middle name for me, so I use that on everything now. My, fir- my full name: Christian Allen Hansen. For you,
1: what's wait, the wait, army? middle what? Wait, wait, Christian, what's your middle name?
0: Allen. That's my dad's your first James name. Allen? Yes. Get out of here. Yes, Christian. Allen. How do you spell it? A-L-A-N uh, A-L-A-N. or A-L-A-N. 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 Oh, A-L-A-N. So
1: everybody spells it my name A-L-L-E-N. Like, yeah. That's not,
0: that's not how you spell it. That's not how you
1: spell it. Um.
0: What's the R? what what is, is, is significant I, I, you know, I mean it's like it's like when you told me i'm like oh maybe there's something what's the story there there is okay, no story well
1: there is a story in and, you know christian i'm not trying to be you know no you know it's just i prefer not to say you don't but have to it, say. it is it is connected to, i i got my middle name through uh, a mentor my first mentor okay really guided there is a story all right doubled. yeah there is definitely a story behind it Oh, i um, get it uh, but the brand is Alan R. Rodriguez, mm-hmm. not Alan, whatever the name is. Yeah. Rodriguez. So right. I try to stick to, it's not, it's, I'm not trying to be mysterious or mm-hmm. anything like that. It's just personal to me.
0: And it's always been like that.
1: Yeah. it's always been like that. Yes. I don't tell. I have, I have friends around me right now who tell you, I, I don't.
0: No, I, I, I get it. I
1: don't share my bills.
0: No, that's good. So <laughs> what, uh, to get back to, you know, you said you and your brother, of to get back to that, what did your brother end up getting onto doing? What did he end up doing as far as career uh, goes and stuff like that?
1: I believe he's in customer service. Okay. Um,
0: that's, what I'm, that's what I'm stuck in right now for the day job. And I'm trying to get uh, out is,
1: that, is that what you're doing? For the
0: day job. Outside that, I do a whole bunch of other different things, but I'm trying to escape that and get paid for the stuff I love to do.
1: You, you're on the right track. Yeah. You're doing something right. You know?
0: I'm doing something that pays the bills for now, but yeah.
1: He's alive, he's alive, breathing, walking, working. Wow. You know, yeah, that's that's
0: great. Powder, so <laughs> that's crazy. your oh. folks, they still up there on the East Coast too with you? Mom, yeah. Dad? That's great. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome, Thank man. You. So I uh you, you mentioned you got a kid, right? You do?
1: I have a nineteen year old daughter. Nineteen
0: oh year old daughter. The way you said that sounded like you were just you weren't too happy about it. You're like, I have a, no, I love
1: my, I love my kids. So, I'm messing with you. No, 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 it,
0: it, no. Raising did,
1: kids. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, I, uh, I'm just supposed to to that. So when she came into the picture, I mean, how, how did that, did that alter that change the path for you as far as career goes? Or is there no stopping along the way at all for you? Like when, I, I when, know. when your daughter came into the picture, did acting stop for a moment? No. Are no. Are you kidding me? Picked no. up?
1: into overdrive really i um i i you know to me it was important that you know she see um if you love something and you're passionate about it Mm. and you're passionate about it you pursue that right you know and Mm. it is possible if you believe in yourself you pursue it and pass or fail you accept Mm -hmm. the fact that you're going to fail or you may fail sure um but it's not how you know you've heard this before it's not how you you know, you stand. It's how, if when you fall. How you get how back you stand up. up. How right. you get back up. Right. Because you're going to fall. It's a, you know, that's a given. Failure is a part of uh, succeeding at anything.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, people, a lot of people can't, you know, grasp that. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's debilitating to a lot of people when they fail.
0: Sure. It um, can be. It can be at times. I mean, it for you, it's, it, it isn't always like, a, all right, it's fine. I'll get back up and do it again. I mean, it takes a while, I think, to kind of... I don't know to kind of keep doing it to keep getting back up. Sometimes getting it's knocked down thing. repetitively early on is turns people off right away.
1: It's hard. Yeah. And I mean, I don't blame them. It's not an easy thing. Right. It is very difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, especially you know, it can be discouraging. You know, um, money becomes an issue. You know, there are a lot of factors that can stop people.
2: Sure. From yeah.
1: From Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I just. You know, my logic was, you've been through so much shit already, bro. Like,
2: what do you have to lose? <laughs> right. You have no, that's great.
1: lose? You know, right. And, and I can't... I, I don't want to live this existence without having...
0: that. having a purpose. Right. Right.
1: You have to have a mission and a right. purpose. And pursue that purpose. Sure. So...
0: No, that's awesome, yeah. man. Yeah, man. So for you, over the past year then, obviously, with acting stuff like that, how, how have you been keeping busy and stuff like that with everything, I mean, where you were, right? I mean, everything was an absolute danger zone. I mean, I hate talking about all that stuff and anything, but for as far as job goes, yeah, Yeah, as far as job goes though, I mean, what was, what was that period like for you? Was there a lot of uncertainty? Were you still able to, to, to bring in stuff throughout that time? Or, I mean, how trying of, of a period for you was that? Yeah.
1: It was rough. it was rough for everyone. Right. It was rough for me. Uh, um. Excuse me. I'm sorry. It was rough for me. I just I have a, a an ability to focus and mm-hmm. stay on track, yeah. regardless of what's going on around me. Yeah. You know, it's just
0: that's me.
1: You know what I mean? Do the things that you need to do. You know, day to day, whether you're you're confined to your house or whatever, you you keep consistent.
2: Sure. You, you have to have
1: a mean? schedule. Right. You keep consistent exercise. I, I fiddle with my guitar. I read. Ooh, I,
0: guitar, huh? Yeah. I play guitar. I, I screw mm-hmm. around with the guitar. Yeah, well, I mean, we, I,
1: I call it fiddling because I, yeah. you you <laughs> well, I don't play. I you don't play, but you play. I can't mention. play in a band. Yeah, well, I can, I, you, know, you I do jam out. And yeah,
0: do, but, open mics and stuff I, like I, that. I when did you start, yeah, yeah. when you start uh, toying around with a guitar? Was that just something you just always um, messed with?
1: I've always been interested in it mm-hmm. for years. Uh, when my daughter was young, I, I, you know, I fiddled with the guitar. I wanted her to pick it up, you know, mm-hmm.
2: and did get you?
1: into it. No. That's right.
0: That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's good. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so what were the music you got into then when, when you were grand, up? What kind of music you into then?
1: Listen to everything, really. I, you know, I, I, I like my R and B. Older school hip hop. Um, some of the new generation that you guys, you know, mm, that younger guys, listen to. Um, I like some rock, light rock. Yeah. Uh, jazz. Oh,
0: I love jazz. Yeah. You know, blues. Some That's sauce, my style. favorite. The blues some is sauce, my favorite. Ah. Oh, also good. <laughs> yeah.
1: I play blues. Actually, I fiddle. When I fiddle, I usually you, you see
0: these. That's all blues. Jimmy Vaughn.
1: Whaty ah, guys over there? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I I couldn't help. I was distracted by your pillows. And yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no.
0: I lo- I love the blues. Who Who were the? Yeah. Do you have any like particular favorites in your artists?
1: Um,
0: BB. BB King. Oh yeah. Here's a, we mm-hmm. just uh, a couple weeks ago. We passed. Uh, I think what he passed away. 2015, 16, Around this time, like what five six years ago. It's been a while. It doesn't. It doesn't seem
1: like that long.
0: No, I know. He's a uh, he's he's a guy, though, too. I've said but he transcended the way the genre was. Right. I mean, that this.
2: Every
0: yeah. Every time I think about what he, people like him did. Right. When, when he started playing and you heard the, you know, his vibrato, like, what is that? What is he doing? What is he? It's just his just his hand. So it is now you have mm-hmm. pedals that do that stuff. You know,
1: yeah, I love, I love watching. Oh, I still watch his old videos. Oh, and he's great. And, and, oh, man. Uh, you know, I say to myself, these guys, you know, they grew up in a rough time. Oh, my gosh. Know? Yeah, man. They grew up in a rough time. And I don't think they were formal. I don't, I don't, I don't think he went to any formal training for what he does or what he no, did. He didn't. Uh, so that to me is amazing. Like <laughs> You. Must have loved what you were doing. You, had, you to. had a passion for it. You spent a lot of time on it.
0: Right. And
1: that I admire. I admire that. I loved it. The
0: yeah. crazy thing is, though, too, about that is the pay, right? The pay grade back then. I mean, these guys would pay 300 shows a year to make next, next to nothing. Like, I was. Um, there was a documentary that I was a part of for a little bit where um, we did some research about some of the stuff like back in the day when Muddy Waters would play a show. Usually the cover is uh, 15 cents, right? But when Muddy would play, it'd be 25 cents. That extra 10 cents would go to him. These guys are playing 300 shows a year, 25 cents to get in to see these. That extra 10 is going to him. That's a dime. These guys are making next to nothing. And it's still today a genre that's very underappreciated.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love it. No, it's great that. stuff. Man, I'm jam so, out
0: oh yeah, man. So I take and it so that it, that was the music in the house, right? I take it that was the music your dad liked. No, that no, was
1: for me. No, my parents actually. My father, my father worked a lot, and then mm. he was really, you know, truly a breadwinner. Like that, that was his thing. The money. You know, my mom was yeah. the person in the house, um, wow. you know, raising three kids because sure. we were bored. Uh, it was mostly, you know, Spanish music. Mm. Salsa, mainly salsa, hmm. um, but not very frequently.
0: So in yeah, Spanish—you fluent? You speak Spanish then too?
1: I'm not fluent, but I understand it, you understand. and I do speak it somewhat. To, to, it's New York Spanish. There's a difference between Spanish, Spanish, and New York Spanish.
0: Describe New York.
1: New York Spanish is more like uh, slang.
0: Slang, you know? yeah, like Creole
1: like Spanish. It. We created some. That's right That's great. Yeah, you know. but we understand it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, Van. Well, I uh since after then, of the Blue Black, you start getting more roles. When, when, what would you say was the moment for you as far as job goes? Right, as far as landing a job, all of them are special, regardless, right? But which was the one that you said? Did you feel like you started to kind of? mold into the person that you dreamt about becoming as a child at what point did you kind of come to your senses and realize that you are happy and fully with you know what you're doing for a career was there was there a role that you had that you've came to your senses and realized that I'm doing what I want to do and I'm proud of what how I'm performing Doing what I'm doing. Was there a moment for you where you finally felt like you were performing uh, at your highest okay. level? Uh, or do you always feel like you're still not there as far as reaching uh, I, that yeah, level?
1: I, yeah, that's a safe, a safe answer. A yeah. safe answer right there. I, I never get... Because acting, there, there's no, you know, it's ambiguous. It's mm. it's 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 an art. And you're hoping that you paint a sure. picture that everyone sees, you know, that everyone enjoys. If they don't, you know, this is what I have to present. Right. You know, I hope you like it, but if you don't, you know, sorry. Um, and fortunately, you know, whatever I've done has worked. Mm. Um, I would say, though... Law and Order, for some, you know, for some reason, for me, Law and Order is the is – the, is because it was my first. It was the first. It was my first. It took first a chance in you. I
0: mean, that's, that's yeah. a big that, – that's yeah. right here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. someone and, and believed in me.
1: Right. Jonathan Strauss.
0: Do you remember the name?
1: Well, Jonathan Stroud. He's the guy that – Yeah, you know, he's the guy. He's the guy for Law and Order. Right. Um, he gave me a chance. I actually screwed up the first <laughs> – <laughs> I screwed up the first time. He said, hey, really He really gave wanna, you a you chance. <laughs> he really did. He, he really did. He, you want to step outside? And, you know, go over the lines again? And I said, no, I, I'm going to do it. We're, we're going to do this. And I did it again. And on my way home, it was a blizzard that day. I remember, I can tell you every detail about that day. And then my agent called me, asked me, are you sitting down? And I was like, no, I'm shoveling snow in this damn blizzard. <laughs> he said, well, guess what? I said, what? She said, you got, you got the part. That is just like relieving. It, it is unbelievable.
0: Emotionally. What, what's going through your head?
1: I don't know. You're just in to shock. Overcome. Yeah. yeah. You're in shock. And you know, especially if this is your dream, you know? Everything. Right.
0: Exactly. So, it's, uh, it's you know, awesome, man. It, I've had it, one it, moment like that. One,
1: exactly.
0: it was when I, uh, it's kind of crazy. So I've never made a documentary before in my life, but I made one. And we won at the West Miami International Film Festival in 2019. And that was strange because I never did like anything like that. But it was a documentary on Jose Fernandez, the baseball player from the Marlins uh-huh. who passed away. And mm-hmm. I did the film because I, I, I knew he was going to have a daughter, man. And I knew she was going to grow up without a dad. And it bugged me. And the details of his death—I don't know if you—if you remember—but he, you know, he was on a boat at night. He was drinking. He was on, you know, he had some. He was on drugs. He was partying. Two other people were two, but they got in a crash. I didn't want those details to overcloud the image of him and what he did in the community, because that's all the all the news articles, like months after it happened, came out and they were all talking about that. I'm like, no, 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 no. He did so much more though in the community. He's a Cuban defector coming here, making something of himself. Yeah, yeah. And I made the movie for her because I want her to have this because she wouldn't have her father. And then winning at the West Miami International Film Festival was like relieving, right? But I think the thing that put everything together was knowing that the movie, the family has the movie. She's seen the movie. It's That's like the cool. mission accomplishment. So I've had one moment like that in I my life it. to where I can, I felt like I had a purpose, right? You know, I felt like the existence... <laughs> Was validated. My existence was validated. That's
1: awesome.
0: for, for something. And so I feel like using things like that, like you have with the law and order, is using having those moments, realizing it. It's amazing. It, it is to have to feel like you're wanted. There's right. nothing anyone else could ever want than to feel like yeah. people want people you. Validated. Right. No, it's crazy. It's uh, it is. I don't know what it is about that though. Like there's something special about. That first feat, that first moment that you, you can never shake.
1: You know what's funny is um, I said that to you, and I remember uh, between takes, I, I don't remember specifically mm-hmm. what it, when it was, but between takes, shooting one of the scenes on Law & Order, I remember Christopher Maloney saying to me, um, you're never going to forget this one. And I always wondered, I wondered for a long time, what did he mean by that? Mm-hmm. You're never going to forget this one. Um, but I think I understand.
0: Now. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah.
1: That's and awesome. He's absolutely right. You know, they treated me great. The cast was awesome. Mm-hmm. The crew. It, it was just.
2: That's great, man.
1: I think it was exactly what it is. I dreamed it would be. Mm-hmm. You know,
2: that's great. And at, this, at this point, it's work.
0: <laughs> it's working. It's doing good. You just, uh, Talk a little about as much as you can. I know there's some, you know, clauses that you can't say certain things about certain production stuff, but you were just, how'd the Bull thing come up? I, I wanted to talk about that. I mean, that's pretty awesome. That um, opportunity on Bull.
1: Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, um, I was actually, I didn't audition for that mm-hmm. um, I was actually offered the role.
2: That's great. Um,
1: yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I really didn't know what I was, you know. Signing in for and like, so sure, I mean, sounds, well, I'll take yeah. it, like, but you know, you don't, you know, especially during COVID, you know, a lot of actors aren't working, they're so just
0: starving, starving yeah, for get that opportunity.
1: Set, you know, do what you have to do and right. get it done. That's awesome. You know, so, yeah, it, it wasn't too much, uh, there wasn't too much of a backstory on that. It mm-hmm. was you know, my manager or my agent got a call or email, and
2: just hey, the Alan, usual,
1: yeah, and I, and I was like, yeah, of course. That's awesome. Cool.
0: I want to ask two questions down here before I wrap up and i like to do this because now n- knowing as someone who served, you know, as a police officer, public mm-hmm. service
2: mm-hmm.
0: and being that of minority, there's a two part mm-hmm. for, for you. What do you believe is, is the solution that's plagued? Not only the homeland of New York where you grew up and stuff like that. What do you believe is the solution that's plagued the city of New York um, within the community um, do you think there is one? And, uh, looking back, um, throughout your life and what you've overcome, and what you, um, you know, have lived to tell, what do you, what has been a moment or moments that have defined you and molded you into who you are today as a person and father?
2: Um, oh,
1: that's a broad. That's
0: like two hours.
1: Yeah. It's <laughs> short. <laughs> <laughs> it's a short version. Um. Okay, uh, you have to go back to the first question. First of what do you believe is,
0: is the solution to the violence that plagued the city of New York?
1: Treating people as people, mm. you know? Everyone treating everyone as human beings. I, you know, there are a lot of stupid things that I hate <laughs> getting, you know, thinking about and getting involved in. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you don't like this one because of their disability or right. because of, sexual orientation or because of their skin. All these things were divisive tools that were used by, in my opinion, that were used by um the powers that be mm-hmm. uh to control the masses. And you know, it's kind of stupid and antiquated. Yeah. You know, like really? We're still falling for this?
0: Makes no sense, man. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's for the people, not the other way around. Right. You know, I, I don't. I hate getting political because you know, I have opinions. Everything is them I, now,
0: man. It's crazy.
1: I, you know, I have opinions, but I always resort to that. You know, everyone. It's like they're they're like assholes. <laughs> and when you got them, and they all fucking stink. Excuse my language, but they all stink. Like there are no, you know, it's it's human, basic human connection. You know, yeah. you treat people the way you want to be treated. Sure. Yeah. yeah but you have these 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 forces, and these beings, and people that want to control. You know, they want that power and the money and, right. and control everything, and it's just it's it sickens me. Yeah. It really does because people are affected by it. They, yeah. You know,
0: we can hope for change, but I don't know if any real anything real come. You can you can hope, right? But your
1: generation should be the one to fix it. Yeah, that generation back there just—they're
0: stuck. They're, they're they're there's no be. escaping, man. There's no yeah. escaping it. So then, the other one was, what do you believe or? throughout your life, has there been a moment or moments and explain that has molded you into who you are today as a person?
1: I think it's a series of smaller moments. Mm-hmm. I feel connected to a higher being.
2: Mm. Um, Spiritual?
1: Spiritually, yeah. um, whether you call it God or whatever. I'm a little cold, can you, can you, can you close that window please? I'm
0: freezing. Maybe I'm it's a
1: spirit. <laughs> The window
0: is not open, actually. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's open. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bunch of smaller moments. Mm-hmm. Because I'm so connected to, you know, some higher being or whatever. I mean, think about that. The chances of, of you and your younger brother being adopted during a time where, <clears throat> you know, it was disastrous. The system was disastrous. Sure. And, um, that you would adopt it. But not only adopted but you were adopted by a family that was willing to raise you right Mm. at eight years old, you're already, you know, you remember. Yeah. Like it it is. I actually, I I think I told you that yesterday. It's a, it's a, it's like hitting the lotto, Mm. Um, but you don't realize that at that time, Sure. you realize that when you mature. So when you look back and reflect on everything that you've gone through and the opportunities that you've had, that Mm -hmm. probably most people wouldn't have had. Right. You have to believe in something bigger. It, it, it's just not by chance. Mm-hmm. Know, this is and these are my beliefs. You yeah. know, these are, you know, a lot of people think I'm crazy for thinking that way, but
0: I don't think you're you know, crazy. It's
1: the rhythm of my life. That's how it's worked, and, right. and I'm going to go with that. <laughs>
0: that's awesome, man.
1: Um, so I would say there's no one particular moment. It was a, a, series, a series of, of moments yeah. that
0: continue to happen and occur as life goes on. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. I would be dumb not to pay attention to of really good friend of mine and mm-hmm. fellow member i'm a part of an MC called okay the wild the days i was gonna Can ask you about mind? that yeah no please man um we're a motorcycle um club but you know we do a lot of it, it has a negative connotation but our club is not this way and i joined this club because it's so diversified and they do so many things we do so many things for the mm-hmm. community um toys for tots you know oh man that's awesome um, back to school drives and so that's one of our main focuses is, is doing that. Um, and so I wanted to thank E, uh, from the Westchester wild aces. Who that's designed so cool. This beautiful shirt for me. That's, um, E, how does she, how does he, e, exclusive, mm-hmm. exclusive. That's, that's what he says. Exclusive. Um, and so he's designed this shirt. Oh,
0: wow. That's wow. cool, man.
1: Yeah, so I'm, I'm thankful for him for doing that and and the club. Uh, we're going to North Carolina in a few days. So you're doing there? We, get, we have an event and conference and so uh, we get the different, we're a national club. So we've been around for a long time, 20 plus years. Wow. Um, man! So we get together. It's
0: community based, giving back to those who can't provide right. for themselves. Right. Oh right. man. There's nothing better than that. You know what? That's right. what I, I, I feel like you, you mentioned that and I'll, I'll talk to you about this really quick is when mm-hmm. I did that documentary, I, um, I failed at doing something that, you know, that you're doing wild aces i wanted to create a scholarship called the jose fernandez spirit scholarship where i can give impoverished immigrants in america the opportunity to go to college on a scholarship um if they wrote an essay about what being an american means to them um i would go through the essays pick a winner and we would choose you know out of the candidates a five thousand dollar scholarship because there was an artist who did a painting for my movie um, who works for the Marlins, and obviously Jose played for the Marlins, and his paintings saw, like, he sold the Giancarlo Stanton painting for, like, it was like $85,000. He sold, yeah. like, he does all these things, and I he did a painting for the movie, but we never ended up selling the painting or doing anything like that for charity work. The painting ended up going to H- Jose Fernandez's daughter for the movie, so she has the painting, so it's like everything completed there, too, but I wanted to do an initiative to help kids coming from something, making something of themselves here, the opportunity to pursue secondary education after high school, because many of them get in the trades, right? Many of them, I really want to do something because many of them get in the trades right away because, hey, they don't have a little bit of money to help kickstart that dream. And then they spend a, a life working in trades. Nothing wrong with it, but a lot of them feel like regret because they didn't, you know, apply for a scholarship, or apply for something like that because they didn't know how to do it. The resources weren't there, right. so that's what yeah. I wanted to try to create a scholarship for that. So they, you know, just a little bit of Kickstarter to do it, but it never happened. So I'm, I'm happy you're doing what you're doing because that's like you. you actually are doing what it's I was a, trying to do.
1: It's, you can. Say, it's never too late. You're seen you're 25, man. Yeah, you I got know. time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know. I, I would be remiss if I didn't. Hmm. You know, it's it's
0: just human. Yeah.
1: Sensibility. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm no
0: saint, man. I was a I was a cyber bitch at school. I was kicked out. I was suspended. I was because you know I was suspended because I was like, yay high. I had to take HGH in eighth grade to get because I was going to be like I was going to be like Brad Williams. I was going to be really tiny. I was going to be really and I didn't. I'm like sure. I'll so I had to take HGH. I was so tiny and stuff. And I was always doing stuff to you know, get that attention. And I was always in trouble. Why is that? I don't know, because it was like, I wasn't getting the attention. Like, right? So I'm like, oh, what do I do? Like, <laughs> so oh, I he's so tiny. Asked. Yeah, I was like, all right. I <laughs> so like, well, no, we do stupid stuff. You know, you know people like, oh, yeah, you see what he did? He got in trouble. And I was like, hey, oh, yeah, they're talking about me, you know? I was,
2: <laughs> so it was
0: the negative, the bad kind of stuff. I can't shake that stuff. But you know what? It's, uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, we all have a purpose, and we all yeah, find yeah. it at some point in life, right? And you found it. Yeah. You're doing it.
2: Yeah. And you're Thank giving you.
0: back, which is the most important part. A lot of people forget about that place they come from. Like, there's only – and I'll end it with this. There's not – I, because I got to work with USA Basketball, too, and I got to interview some of the athletes. There's only one athlete I've ever come across in my life that gets it, I think. A lot of these athletes, man, they'll come from, you know, broken communities, um, very, very, very crime-ridden areas. A lot of them. Mm-hmm. A lot of them talk about it, but not many people get it. Like KD Kevin Durant does. When he got his MVP speech, he's the mm-hmm. only athlete I've ever seen in my life who gets it up here. Um,
1: it's under- a type of person. Understanding
0: like, life, you know, and yeah. being able to step outside the the spotlight and understand everything there's so many people that pff, just slips their mind once they get to that level of
1: which i don't understand
0: yeah kevin durant or lebron james too he gets all the yes. crap
1: man this dude's
0: sending kids to sc- he's he's doing more for our kids than the government
1: yeah and that's sad it's sad to say but yeah
0: i mean um, there's people there's not many but there are good there are people there are out there who people. get it we Need
1: those people
0: you get it so i yeah
1: Thank you for sure. oh hey man i
0: appreciate you doing people. this i really do
1: no problem, Christian man. I want to. I, I mean, if you ever want to work with um with me or with the, with my club, the Wild Aces, I'd love to me. do. I'd love to do all
0: something. Different. To I'd love to. I'm gonna check you get. You guys got a website and all that stuff too.
1: Um, well, they can hit me on Instagram. Instagram. I don't know. Do a, folks can yeah. hit me on Instagram if you want to learn about the Wild Aces. Or yeah. just uh, you know, you know yeah. Alan r. Rodriguez. Cool man. And, and you know, DM me through Instagram. That's yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> well, but, hey man, I appreciate you doing this.
1: Thank you, man. I appreciate you having me.
0: How about that? Episode 50 in the books. Alan R. Rodriguez on the podcast, man. Wow. That was some good, good stuff. Alan R. Rodriguez, unbelievable. Like I said, Blue Bloods, you can check him out in Blue Bloods. Orange is the New Black, the following. He's also been in Law & Order SVU, recently uh, featured in Bull, the TV show. You can check that out on Monday nights. Man, that was a trip. That was fun. That was just good old conversation, back and forth, no real specific promotional agenda, just conversing two humans, enjoying a conversation. There's nothing better than that. Inspired by my man, Mark Maron, that's all I strive to do is to achieve what he does every Monday and Thursday. If I can get to that level of uh, interviewing capability, I'm a happy man. I'm getting closer, I'm not trying to mock or imitate him, trying to be myself, but trying to get to that place, that place of, uh, you know, even flow, just conversing, Um, you know, not in a traditional Q&A way, and uh, I'm two in a row here, I'm feeling it, I'm having fun, I'm feeling good, I'm getting happier, the weather's starting to change, the season's starting to get warmer, leaves are starting to, you know, come back, life is starting to come back, right? Pandemic starting to look a little bit better, a lot better than it was, uh, you know, months ago. So hey, there's a lot to be hopeful for. And boom, thank you for listening. As always, check out that website, thechristianansonshow.com. Like I always say, it's the best place to support the guest and the show. You can find out all the information about each and every guest. Find out where you can find them on social media and the interwebs. And if they're a performer, you can check out where they're going to be next. Maybe they're going to be coming to you. Maybe they will be in a city near you soon, and you want to see them do it. Do it. Those links on my site, you can find them. Just go there, christianhansonshow.com, click on episodes, find the one you want to check out more information about. Boom, there you have it. All the info is right there. Thanks for tuning in. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you. As always, we'll see you next time here on The Christian Hansen Show. Until then, stay safe and be well.